0: Steve Brown-Cortez here with the Why the F Not Podcast. This is episode 62. In today's episode, my friend Brian Tran hangs out with me. Uh, Brian Tran is a... Oh God, what is he not? Let's see. He's a magician. He's an actor. He's a singer. He's a saxophonist. He's a musician. He's an editor. He's a, a writer, a filmmaker. This guy... This guy's impressive. Uh, just, and he's just a sweet guy, too. One of my, one of my dearest friends... Uh, of all time there's a kevin smith pop figure here signed from him he got this for me this guy top tier in my s tier as they say in my in my category when it comes to friends in my list of tiers when for friends s tier you hear me s tier to so sit back relax uh, and enjoy the why the if not podcast
1: it's your boy another youtube Mm -hmm. dude back at it again with another video like subscribe smash your mom
0: that's it we got it yeah we got the magic we got the magic now Uh, okay so now we can start the episode introductions are in order in today's episode y'all Oh, excuse me! Welcome to the Why Now podcast, ladies and gents, and those in between, undecided, who just want to be who they are. Welcome, welcome! Today, a special friend uh, joins in. We got uh, the one who also is to thank for when it comes to my. Uh, if you like the the graphics I use on uh, for the Why the F Now podcast, uh, that's because. Oh thanks to Brian Tran letting me use his Photoshop. So Brian Tran, the man who is the uncredited producer in some way of the Why the F Not podcast. Brian Tran.
1: Credited. Awesome. I <laughs> <laughs> would be man.
0: You're like you produce you you like there's like some product like producer credits in there for you, like like giving me access to your uh, to your Photoshop and whatnot, letting me use that. Thank you so much, first off.
1: Yeah, no problem. Whatever I can do to support your creative endeavors. I know you how far you've come since the the last time we did one of these podcasts like back in your your mom's living room.
0: Oh my god, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Jesus.
1: A, a little uh snowball mic.
0: <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Dude, you got me thinking now about that sound interface thing. That That's the dream. The dream would be for me and Seth to get like a house, not a big house, right? But a house, right? And then I want to have like a little studio space so I can have like a good little sound interface, same laptop, right? Nothing big. And then just two microphones, you know? Yeah. So how you been, Brian? Oh, man. <laughs> how you doing right now? You feeling good?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm, uh. My head is just above water now, uh, but yeah. Before, like, but, um I'm a psycho. Like, I took on like five jobs at the same time. Why not? Cool. Yeah, okay. Because why the f not? <laughs> <laughs> um. No. Yeah. I was just like, what the last two weeks were like hell week, and I like anticipated it, but then there was like a, like a curveball that like came in, and I said yes anyway. Because I usually say yes to this person because he usually gives me jobs. Um, so, um, so for money, for for people that are listening, so for for the hustle that keeps my lights on, uh, I'm a professional assistant editor, which is um, kind of a watered down version of what I actually do. But it's like media managing uh, clips and all that that come in from production and like getting projects and sequences ready for editors and stuff like that so um and then like whatever producers and directors need for like checking out like interviews or dailies and footage and stuff like that so I just need to make sure that's all ready and prettied up for them and then I send out to like Netflix and HBO and Apple TV and all that stuff so they send it to the networks they get approved and then I just help with all that roundabout um so have two full-time jobs right now oh
0: dude <laughs> yes
1: a netflix and a hbo max show hopefully none of them are uh, listening right now uh, oh wait you're doing an
0: hbo max show but do have you not been hearing what's been happening with hbo max yeah it's very sad discovery is gutting hbo max and it makes me like it just breaks my heart dude i want i like so I want to go on Twitter and just 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 say a bunch of mean things to Discovery. But I don't want to. I'll say is it here. It like, Fuck them. I'm not sure. Is it, is it like Discovery Channel? Discovery right? like it the is? company. Warner yeah. Discovery. Because I think Discovery bought up Warner Brothers. That's so
1: weird. You would think like the other way around, right? It's like how, how much money is Discovery making? Shark Week post- is fucking
0: killing, dude. <laughs>
1: that's the bread and butter Shark Week. That's <laughs>
0: Like, Shark Week, that's all you need to survive, man. And you can just gobble up Warner Brothers and then gut HBO Max. They, they
1: canceled the Batgirl film, dude, with Michael What's Keaton. That? That's, that's got to be like a slap in the face to like those A-list actors. J.K. Simmons? Come on. Academy Michael- Award winning J.K. Simmons. <sighs> uh, Michael Keaton. You put, you, Michael- put him back, you put him back in the Batsuit and then you just take him away. That Zaslav guy, whatever he, he's he's a dinosaur in the industry. I've I've read some articles about it, and just like Ooh. every time I read, whatever his name is, the the new CEO of Warner Discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery. Let's see, CEO. But he's he's a dinosaur, and usually when people stick to their guns, it's that's just kind of how it is. Like especially oh. like for example, like in editing world, like Avid, is a dinosaur program, and you can feel it because of the clunkiness uh-huh. of it. So, and I'm sure people are saying that about Pro Tools also. <gasps> but Pro Tools, yeah, the yeah, industry, industry standard. Industry standard, but uh, it's just like I've I have friends like yeah, I'm not using that anymore. Using like Reaper and stuff like that. I haven't They're even heard of Reaper. To... Reaper's a free app. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's free and then you just buy like whatever plugins you need to. But it's mostly free and like people it's just because it's easier integrated. But um yeah, I was just reading more about this CEO guy and just like mm-hmm. he wants to the reason why he canceled it because he wanted to like keep alive movie theaters and television. Specifically broadcast television, not streaming, even though <clears throat> He doesn't want to believe that broadcast is dying, but it it is because everybody's no I don't have cable. Do you have cable? No. <laughs> I don't yeah, have cable. exactly. So how are people supposed to be watching on like network like broadcast TV if we're not even purchasing it? And that's probably his strategy to like bring it back, but it doesn't make sense.
0: And when you when you're talking about broadcast television, you're talking about broadcast uh you're talking about like like film like like theater, traditional theater, film. Because I heard that's what
1: that's like. That's a different category. So that's okay. like film like bringing that into theaters. Wait, so, so that's... oh, so oh,
0: I understand. So they're killing yeah. streaming because they're like, no, broadcast television. Okay, okay, okay. Broadcast yeah. television. That's that's
1: still alive. Like people still. Because he he was using an example in the article of like oh, back in the day in the nineties when they said broad like TV was dying or whatever oh what's happening did your what's phone happening? fall asleep oh you got mom. a phone call mom's calling mom i'm recording a podcast <laughs> mom uh, shout out mom right. <laughs> shout out to the moms out there love you cool. hey, let me see all right. Cool. lovely a little nudge yeah uh, all right cool um, but
0: yeah, it's so that's so, that's so, I don't know. Imagine, imagine we find out that this, that this Zal, Zal Slav guy has like Disney stock and uh, stock and other like streaming services. And he's like, nah, we have to kill HBO, because HBO Max, dude, the Harley Quinn show is a ton of fun. The Godfather, sh- no, the Godfather shows on Paramount Plus, excuse me. What was I watching on HBO Max? A fucking Punisher, not Punisher, Peacemaker. HBO Max.
1: It's, it's 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 really sad. Like yeah, like DC does need to like amp up their game in integrating their universe and getting like that that whole thing going again. Because I know you're a fan of it a little bit. For this, I love all of it. I don't really I, even mean, care what people say. I, I love it. All. I'm not just because of how it is. It's just like. Even storytelling is just like the captivatedness mm. of it. Because um, the one thing that, like, I'm not so glad, but, like, I'm kind of glad that Disney bought Marvel, even though they were doing it. But because, like, Disney's known for their storytelling. Like, that's their bread and butter. So they could, like, make whatever they want. And, like, you've never heard of this thing before, but if you can tell a good story, like, it's going to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC is. <laughs> really struggling on their storytelling if they're if they don't have like an a-list director writer like you know like with the nolan verse right and that's not even like connected to the dc universe per se that's just
0: that's just oh. nolan's batman but that's just its own little bubble if anything
1: right exactly yeah so uh, and now they're trying to warner brothers like discovery like they're seeing that and they're seeing like you know the the joker like the new Joker movie and all that this is like oh this is like the uh, the director's realm for making DC films and stuff yeah. like that so it's like uh we would like a, a connected <laughs> Justice League so like that's why they're trying to revamp and <clears throat> like reset everything and probably why they canceled Batgirl and all these other DC properties but, I mean, but not, they're going to they touch Blue Beetle. That's on saying.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I heard they're going to get a lot of money from their like tax, tax. Uh, they're going to write it off on their taxes or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, maybe, right. maybe they get that money and they put it into whatever future DC may have. But I thought, I thought what we were setting up was pretty good, man. Like, well, and geez, then we have man. Ezra and
1: then Ezra Miller starts acting like a jackass in public, dude. I'm telling you, these actors don't care because, like, the fame or whatever gets to them. Or they were just already like that.
0: Or they know that the world's going to end soon and they're like, fuck it. I don't yeah. care. Have
1: yeah. You, have you seen that post with uh, Brad Pitt wearing a skirt and somebody asked him, like, why are you wearing a skirt? It's like, it's like, well, you know, we're all going to die soon. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> Might as I'm... well might as well live a little i'm
0: having that mentality that i am i am john cusack in 2012 and whatever happens i'm just gonna get in my limousine i'm gonna get a limousine job i'm gonna be a failed writer or a failed podcaster at this point it's all right i'll be a failed podcaster this is, why the f not it's gonna flop because the world's gonna flop and then i'll become a limousine driver be a driver for a, a rich russian guy and then he's gonna take me and milo and stephanie don't forget i didn't forget stephanie but I did say Milo have-
1: first. <laughs> <laughs> I did say Milo hey. first, though. <laughs> hey, by instinct, man, the kids always come first.
0: <laughs> Stephanie would have said Milo first, too. Yeah, fair. She would yeah, have said Milo maybe. first.
1: But- the children always come first. They
0: are the future. They are. Milo, you're my future, buddy. I fucking love him. He's asleep. He's a baby. Uh, but uh, but oh, anyways, I don't want to talk about the end of the world. I mean, we can. I'll just have to hit my pen a couple times more, but... We can, we can hit that but, later. But, yeah, hit that later. But, but damn, dude, like, I'm glad you're, like, you're working, but it just sucks to hear about, like, HBO Max, though. Like, I just, yeah. Cause I'm like, w- cause the, d- is HBO Max just gonna shut down as a streaming service now?
1: That's what like, I'm wondering. Like, I don't know. It's like, maybe it's just gonna branch under, like, Discovery or something because I'm working on a a documentary. It's like, it's HBO, like, straight to HBO doc. So, I don't know, and I know like Discovery has like their own like subset channels because I've worked on a Discovery ID show. It was like a true crime thing, so that's like their Uh true crime network. So and that's
0: on TV. Is that is that in their streaming or is that on TV? It's
1: on TV. It's like one of the channels that you brush by that (laughs) you. You know, it's like you have like a thousand channels, and now all these like these uh these. These cable like companies are like, oh, you get a thousand channels. It's like, when am I going to watch all of them?
0: I don't, dude, I, I don't even remember the last time I I, I scrubbed through channels.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right now it's just like you know, even with like Spotify and stuff, don't even listen to radio anymore. It's no. Just like you just go straight to what you want to listen to. Dude, I used to love the radio for like shows,
0: like late at night, and I don't know if this was cool for me as a kid to listen to, but I like the calming talk radio sense of it. But on K Rock. They used to have uh, Love Line. Oh, I mean, listen to that like all the time. Dude, with Doctor Drew, uh, and he has a podcast now. <laughs> I know him
1: and like uh, yeah.
0: It was always so soothing, you know. Like the show was just so like that. This kind of like talk com- conversation type show, you know, just you know just going off and riffing. It's just you know, it's people like that's just soothing, you know. It's and radio doesn't have that hold anymore you know anyone can do it now obviously
1: apparently we're, we're doing it
0: now we're, we're doing it through a stream dude but someone could cool. be listening to us late at night and they can't sleep and they're like damn this is really soothing i'm so glad i have Stephen brogan and and brian tran here
1: not gonna lie i actually did that last night <laughs> with the podcast you know, the podcast yeah no joke i listened to wh- uh, what is it what's your what's your go-to well, i I, just, I don't listen to podcasts, but like last night, like I was having a hard time sleeping, so it was mm. like I was like, I'm just gonna throw on one of yours. <gasps> no way was it yeah. soothing? it was it was it was, it was pretty, nice. pretty cool. There's was those parts where it was like it was like exciting and all that, but you know, yeah, just just having that little background noise but not really background noise, but it's like you know it's, it's, like no, that, it's that nice conversation mm-hmm. in the background it was like comforting in a sense it's
0: like oh okay, cool. it reminds you of like being a kid and like your parents have a party or get together at at the house but you're still a kid that has to go to bed at a decent hour and you're just like lying in bed and you just hear all the talking behind the walls and like you hear the the music or whatever not too loud of course because you're a kid whatever and they're not being crazy they're just adults yeah. but it kind of reminds you of that and that's what it feels like you know like oh someone's there i'm yeah. safe
1: yeah that safety of like those calm voices is just like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, some friends, comfort, and we're all in a safe space. Yeah. Beautiful.
0: Unless I start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> this is the screamo part of the podcast.
1: <laughs> people go to sleep to that stuff. No, dude I
0: used to back in high school to calm down and like get in the zone for a show like a musical or like you know like when I was yeah. in, like, a, back in senior year I would listen to like heavy metal to calm
1: down my friend would do that like um, yeah my friend would do that like I was working with him and like he would throw on like death metal in his headphones so he'd like it's his way to focus on work it's like how do you focus when you hear all you hear is like <laughs> it's like it's to drain out all the sound <laughs> I was like, like
0: but yeah. I wonder if your friend, because like, I wonder if your friend is the same for me, where it's it's like the I don't know if it's ADHD because I'm not diagnosed, more self-diagnosed. But I feel like it definitely calms down the noise in my mind. You know, all the thoughts, the nerves, the buzzes, whatever it is. Right, the music. It's like it like focuses that laser. It focuses all that energy just into a laser. It just goes boom. All that noise. It over. It like it overstimulates. The overstimulation that's already in my mind.
1: <laughs> that's. Wow. Stimulation that's, for your stimulation.
0: And that's what coffee is too, bro. Like, I don't know about you, but I mean, my I drink coffee. Hey, dude, that's what's up. I got my matcha here, though. I, I got a matcha thing. Oh, you got matcha in there? Dude, I got not a sponsor, but I got a liquid IV matcha mix in here. What? Dude, they make matcha energy like little pouches. It's for energy. And it has like ginseng, lemon.
1: Wow, Costco, bro! The Costco. I'm gonna have to hit that. I heard that was good for hangovers, also. Oh, the dude. So
0: okay, so I went to Jay Jared's uh, wedding, and uh-huh. and then he, he he gave me and Stephanie these patches. They're like they were like vitamin B12 patches.
1: What,
0: bro? When I tell I like, you, like
1: those nicotine patches. but But for vitamins
0: bro what when i tell you i i never drank I, i haven't drank this hard in a long time and stephanie can attest to this man i was dude i was fucking putting down white claws like a white girl at a sorority party okay i was just putting them away dude and i had one patch and then later on i put a second patch and bro no
1: hangover the next day at all To hit up these uh patches. I'm going to a wedding scene, but let's see how turned I get. Oh,
0: yes, dude. Fucking Jared actually got those patches at the hotel he was staying at, believe it or not.
1: Crazy. E-12. what hotel? <laughs> I don't
0: nice. f- I forgot which one. It was in it was like a it was like a nice one.
1: It's like one of those chains. It's like Hilton? Marriott? Yeah,
0: yeah like a Marriott Hilton type, yeah. Okay. I believe so. That that's a little fuzzy. Sea sweets. Well, I was gonna say, I, I lost that one. I was gonna say, fucking was it,
1: was
0: it No, the patches were delicious, though, man. Like not delicious, like I could taste them. I couldn't taste <laughs> like, them. Did but you lick I, the patch after you put it. I mean, I did do a little like taste test. Like, what does it taste like? I didn't. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> Don't know if that's healthy. <laughs> I'm not sure if the adhesive is uh... a. <laughs> Good digestion. Oh that shit,
0: that's true because it does have adhesive; it sticks onto you. I mean, I didn't lick the adhesive. That's good. So, so Brian Tran. So, t- t- I want to get to know you a little bit better, my friend. So, like, I mean, okay. so let's see, where can we start? Where can we start with you, my friend?
1: Aside from our deeper conversations, what do you not know about?
0: Let's see. So, since you are an artist. I'm going to try to go off of that. And sure. I, I I do know that you, you, you have your hands in a lot of different, a lot of different things, right? You have your, you're, you're a very busy person and you're also a very creatively curious person. You do a lot. Where did that curiosity start?
1: Where did it start? Um, think i th- i had like a wild imagination as a kid <laughs> like wild so like yeah like you know how like kids like you know they'll reenact things like at school or whatever with their friends and stuff mine was like off the charts right so like <clears throat> there was one time in preschool i think it was preschool it's either preschool or daycare one of those things I didn't have any friends. (laughs) It must have been daycare. Uh, (laughs) um, There was one time I would go there and my imagination was just like, I guess because like my cousins or something were playing like a zombie game the day before. And Uh so like I was up on like this giant, like, I don't know if you call it like a jungle gym gym or like obstacle course or whatever, but it was like a shape, like a long centipede. Or caterpillar. It, was, it was the coolest thing. It's not there anymore, unfortunately. But it's like it's the coolest thing. And like, so I climbed up on like one of the things with like the net. And there's a platform on top. And I was thinking I was in a war zone. I'm like three, <laughs> four years old. <laughs> I'm in a war zone. And then like a zombie apocalypse war zone. And then like I see some like kid climb up, and I think they're zombie, and I like kick them in the face. You kick the kid in the face? I kick the kid in the face. Cause I thought they were a zombie. And of course I spent nap time in the the principal's office. Um did yeah. the kid just like plop did he just ragdoll to the ground? Or
0: did he did like hold not, his own? Did not, thank god. That would have been worse. <laughs> like,
1: definitely bloody nose. But That's the That's a tough yeah, kid. Were, yeah. I definitely was in trouble. But um yeah, I don't know. It was just hyperactive imagination. Um I remember my uncle, one of my uncles showed me like my first magic trick with like rubber bands and like looking back, like it wasn't really a magic trick. It was like, cool. It it looked like magic to me. It was just like, he like, the magic trick was like he, it looked like he like tied up the rubber band on his hand so much where it turned into a knot. There's no way to get out of that unless like you went in reverse. But then like he took one spot and he snapped it and it like untangled and went back to his wrist I was like what and then he showed me how to do it i was just like this is so cool um you're in on the trick man that was like a little seed right they're in your head And then since then like i, I got into magic uh, um and then like I, I like i asked my parents to like get a bunch of magic kits and stuff like that and then like my magic face faded when like parents couldn't afford magic kits anymore so like oh. that's that's where it stopped i still loved magic shows and all that um how expensive were those kits? At the time, um I don't know. They're like small. There's like each thing was like a trick, so it was maybe like five, ten bucks per thing. I mean, back then that was. Oh no! Back then that was
0: a lot more for sure. Like with inflation, that's like like a twenty. That would be like a like a little pack of like like a little magic trick. Average today, I'm guessing probably like twenty five dollars, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think like I wanted a Megazord really bad, and back then that was like 50 bucks, but 50 bucks back then was like $300 now. Wait, you know, like, okay.
0: shut up. Meg- Megazords were only fit. Well, not saying only, of course, but they were $50 right. because video were games $50. were, like. Because like red version or blue version, I think they were around like $25 back in the day. Yeah, they're like 20, 25 bucks. Yeah. So but Megazord yeah. being $60, $50, like that's fucking expensive.
1: Yeah. So now, yeah. Back then, um, so yeah, I think so. It started with magic, and then, uh, and then I wanted to get into music. All of a sudden, like uh, what the, the the boy band era. So like, I wanted to like make my own boy band with my cousins and stuff like that because that was yeah. the coolest thing to do. Um, so I enjoyed singing and stuff like that, and then like that music phase like grew when i was uh going into like elementary and then when i moved to to palm springs like that grew even more um like to the point where like everybody because have you played the recorder in elementary school oh heck yeah dude like every so everybody's like you know like you're playing the recorder you're following the notes or whatever like the the music one uh, three four one three four four Three, three, yeah, three, two, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While everybody was like doing that and like following whatever the teacher was doing, uh, asking them to do, I was going off and like listening to like, like, Titanic or like In and I would try to <laughs> play it on my own. I was like. And I walk up to my teacher, hey, look what I can play. <laughs> and then like, I, was, I played like, I think like um, Bye 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 or something like that or something, whatever the song was. And then I guess, she, I don't know if she was in the loop or not. She was like, well, that's
0: nice, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice song. Did you make that yeah. up?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured it out. But uh, yeah, I think that's just my creativity. And then like, thank improv i guess like in middle school when i was playing saxophone it's just like came easy to me and then so like my friends were like how'd you do that i was just like i just i just played what sounded good (laughs) (laughs) um and then i don't know like yeah and then just stormed off to or like stemmed off to like filmmaking because like i got inspired by um one of my friends who wanted who made like a short film for a project instead of doing like a like a Presentation on a piece of cardboard, or like saying an essay in class. Right? So it was like did on mummies, and we're like doing something on Egypt. It was like, yo, I want to do that. Can I do that instead? That looks more fun. <laughs> it was definitely a lot more work, but it was def- more fun than like boring people to death with like a you know standing up in front of the class. So, oh yeah. Um, I think I knew as a kid like I wanted to be an entertainer because like I think it's just mm. like wanting. I don't know. Maybe it's that instant gratification of like amazing people. Um, yeah, I'm not. I think it was just like that high I got as a kid, like when I was like back in second grade when I was like showing a magic trick in front of my class and stuff. I was like, Whoa. "Oh, cool!" <laughs> uh, um, and then, yeah, just entertaining people, it's just emotional roller coaster. Maybe a little bit of like, you know. <laughs> selfish like stardom you know like the the spotlight mm. was, was nice a little bit um
0: nothing wrong with that enjoy a little bit of the limelight
1: And did run with that at all and yeah and then just i and then ever since then it was just kind of like my artistry evolved and all that and i just kind of realized that like i don't like doing things that other people do because like i'll see what they're doing and it's cool, but I want to do it differently. And, of course, I always pick, like, the harder path. <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, you could easily just make a PowerPoint. Yeah. Or I could spend more time <laughs> and make a film on toothpaste for a science class. <laughs> so, why the fuck so,
0: not, man? Why I mean, there's... the fuck not? yeah stephanie stephanie once told me she's like you know it's all about choosing the suffering you want right you choose your suffering so it's like i don't want to write a paper that's but you know you said like making the short film you know it's like that's more work but that's work you're willing to do
1: exactly but then once you're in it it's like it's not even work anymore so is it really suffering
0: exactly yeah it's like
1: would you rather suffer or enjoy the process
0: probably because yeah it's it's the process man yeah exactly the process people don't like the process they want that instant gratification because even you just said about yourself i don't like because you were like saying like is it the instant gratification you know of amazing people but even that moment of you know getting the reaction from people work needed to be put in prior for you to bring that amazement right
1: yeah a lot of hard work to like Create that magic, even with anything, you know, like magic with the music, within making films. Um yeah, just creating that experience for somebody and then having them share like what they felt like within the experiences. I think that's mm. my reward. It's like when somebody's like resonates with like whatever you've created. I think, yeah.
0: Even if it's just one person, right? One person's yeah. like, damn, your thing your your song spoke to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel alone. Like, whoa.
1: Yeah, I was like, Wow. Yeah, I definitely felt that when I went to like I was going through like the film festival circuit with like my first film, uh, Insomnia. I think, I think hey, I really- oh my
0: gosh, hell yeah, insomnia. <laughs> was that was that during was that during Sun or after season?
1: That was you were still at season. Um that was I was I was making it during season, so it was, like, the mm. uh, year I graduated. So, 2014, and then I submitted it in... I got into festivals in 2015. Um, so, yeah, I was, like, during. And then, like, once I got out, then it actually got into film festivals. So, like, it was the process going out of that. But, uh, yeah, I was, like... I w- that was just going to be a YouTube video. And then, like, one of my producer friends was, like, hey, you should put this in a film festival. I was, like, oh, uh, okay. So, then I... Tried some few, a few film festivals and then like, yeah. And then I tapped into my, embraced and tapped into my Asian roots. So I got into Viet Film Fest and Asian American, or LA Asian Pacific Film Fest. Oh, and then from so there, it's... the cooler part, like that was great. And like, I, you know, I got to embrace like being a Vietnamese American because like, you know, I was, before I was ashamed. I was like, now I'm like proud to be a, a part of this community. Yeah. But then the cooler part was like, being invited outside of it like people like going to these festivals and then seeing the lineup and then it's like i want this in like my showcase so after that i got invited to like six other showcases oh that's what's up yeah i was like wow and then like people would come up and it's like yeah i saw the behind the scenes on youtube it's like "You, you hold on you went online you actually like searched my channel and then like you like went through the process of watching it's like nobody does that It's like <laughs> that's so cool um but yeah just to just to see the the impact you know you or just the impact i have on people is um it's really gratifying to see um so yeah and like just you know that stem of inspiration you know people have inspired me and so kind of giving back in a sense of creating the inspiration for someone else
0: Mm. I mean I I mean as artists also right we're creating these whatever it is that we're creating even if it's on stage or if it's a film or a book or a painting we're we're really doing it it starts off as for for us right we're making it for us you know like either for coping or either we're trying to say something we're trying to express something whatever it is as artists and then you put it out into the world and then it stops being yours in a sense right and then it it gets a it as it and when I say it I'm 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 referring to the art itself the piece it then gets a chance to possibly belong to somebody else, you know, yeah. That's wild, man. That's so cool that we get to do that. Yeah yeah if even if know, it's right. on stage man even when you're just like <laughs> doing a show at a community theater you know and you get off stage and you're done and even like the little old ladies come up to you, like that was so good and you're like oh fuck <laughs> you know what i needed that today
1: margaret i yeah. fucking needed that <laughs> has has anybody like when you're performing like, on stage has a kid ever come up to you's like you know it's like ah it's like thank you for doing that or something or like maybe like have come up to you as like inspired being inspired to be an actor or somebody or like being the face of somebody that they thought like, you know, somebody like of your background, like doesn't really get the opportunity to, for a kid to see.
0: I don't, I, I mean, I, 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 it for sure came up, they came up a lot when I was doing uh Seussical the musical and I was the cat. A lot of kids <laughs> came up to me during yeah. that, you know, fucking meet yeah. and greets at the end of the, every show basically. Yeah. when it comes to like on the other show and like kids or just younger folks coming up and being like, you know, like, oh, like, wow, you made that. That's really cool. And like, yeah, like someone who like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't. And even for me, like it because like when people look at me, they don't necessarily think like I'm Latino, you know, like which is which is like what made me really happy when I got cast in Disneyland's parade, being friends with Naveen, you know, even though some folks you know i had i know folks had their opinions about that like you know thinking like you know like oh he shouldn't be naveen or something he shouldn't be able to be friends with him dude tiktok was the best place to find comments fucking wow. someone on tiktok was like naveen that's nathaniel <laughs> and i was like <laughs> shit, oh no <laughs> yeah and, and and it's you know it is what it is you know yeah. but i mean for me, like they they didn't put me, they didn't cast me as any other character, you know, like n- nothing at all, you know. So you know, there's a reason why I was friends with you know the character I was friends with, you know, and so like for me to be on that stage, and I was the best part for me was to wave and wave at the kids because okay, when you're on route, right, it's really easy to like wave at kids who are, you know, in costume, are super energetic, you know, like, yeah, nothing against them at all, right? Like they're into it. They love it. Right. And it's great to wave at them and have that connection and that, you know, that quick little interaction. But there's something a little bit more special, in my opinion, when there's that kid, because I felt like this kid when I was younger at Disneyland, the kid who doesn't have the costumes, the kid who doesn't have the churro, the kid who doesn't have the balloon, who doesn't think that a character would ever wave at them. And is sitting at the parade route, maybe with like their their hands, you know, their fists on their chin or under their their chin and shit. And they're just like watching it, fun, happy, like hoping someone waves at them, you know, doing that little like, oh, okay, no, not me. That's the kid I look for when I was on route. That's the kid I wanted to wave to. I wanted to make sure that kid look, made sure that they felt seen. You know what I
1: mean? Beautiful. Yeah. And that that's part of... The artistry and the performance, you know, yeah. Connecting, having that connection with somebody that needs it the most. Being seen, I think. Like, fu- Kevin Smith said, like,
0: he says, there's three people, there's three things people need in life to survive. Eating, fucking, and being seen.
1: Yeah. And I think with, yeah. like, making art, you know, like, even an art piece so like, movies, you know, people that are, like, underrepresented or like maybe some specific stories that aren't told when somebody makes that. it even if it's not that specific person, you know, it's like, feel seen and heard. That's why I feel like art is so important mm-hmm. you know, to digest. Oh yeah. Food. Because like, yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: fair enough. <laughs> cause like, cause like, when you like like when you're a little kid, you know, like say, like if you're a little kid, let's take like if you don't mind your example, right? You're you're yeah. Vietnamese American kid, and you're watching all these TV shows and whatnot, and all these movies, and all these people that are being portrayed as heroes, and none of them look like you, or at least none of them you can necessarily like be like, that's who I am, you know, you know, like at least that's how it felt for me too. Like I, I'm I'm like half. You know, Salvadorian, yeah. like I'm not, I'm too white for the Salvadorians sometimes and I'm too Salvadorian for the whites, you know, whatever. It sounds really bad. The whites, <laughs> the but, whites, <laughs> but like, dude, I like mixed being mixed race. It's like, yeah. it, it, it's, I don't know. I, I hope it helps with the ambiguousness, ambiguity that is this nation, you know, our country,
1: our world, you know, our fucking yeah. planet. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. Uh, that's why I like telling stories about just. People and if they happen to be this, then they happen to be that. But it is Mm -hmm. still good to have that representation of like, oh, how is it with like a mixed, you know, culture? You know, like Miles Morales is a good example. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's half black and was it half um, the Puerto Rican?
0: Puerto Rican, yeah. I believe so. Yeah,
1: so like it's cool how like in, in like into the Spider Verse they like hit that off like right away, like both worlds collide. He's not he's not just like a black kid and he's not just you know. Uh, a Latina. He's like he's both, mm-hmm. and like the way they integrated that in like the first few minutes of the film was beautiful. Um,
0: Yo, yeah. you know what other Spider-Man is biracial? Ah, oh, who? Spider-Man from the future, Mister Mister Miguel oh, O'Hara, uh, twenty
1: ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: He's bi. uh, Racial? biracial. No. <laughs>
1: he's biracial. He's not bisexual. Like, be specific. Let's be specific. He's not Although bisexual. I do, I have, he, mm-hmm.
0: He's bi. Yeah, he's bi. He's. I believe he's like Mexican and Irish. Oh. Wow. And I want to manifest. I want to put into the into into the universe. I want to play Miguel O'Hara so bad. I'm like, that's the superhero I identify with, and I'm
1: like, okay, if would, you, I, you play I could. Good oh, yeah, dude, that's your role. Oh my, oh dude oh my god it's exact
0: dude <laughs> i want to be miguel o'hara dude
1: you don't have to be you are even the fucking hair right yeah you, you gotta you gotta do some simu Liu shit and just post it on twitter
0: put on like put on some spider-man 2099 <laughs> cosplay and just be like right. disney i'm waiting i'm waiting i'm already a cast member kind of so come on
1: like that's cool and all but how oh it? shit
0: it wouldn't be disney though it'd be sony wouldn't Sony take it?
1: Oh, and then it'd be yeah, on Netflix. You on don't PlayStation want PlayStation Network. You don't want Sony making another Spider-Man.
0: But see, but then Sony's gonna hear this and they're gonna be like, you know what? Let's use Steven Brogan for the Spider-Man 2099 video game.
1: Yeah, but you gotta make sure, like, okay, the video games are good. Yeah, the animation is phenomenal. At least into the Spider Verse only so far. That phenomenal. was a great movie. That was a great yeah. movie. The live action shit. <laughs> Is, they they need some work. Like they, I don't know what they need to do. They're money hungry. I feel like they're not focused on the story.
0: Not at all. No. Not at, like here's like okay. I love what Mar. I love that Marvel hasn't been hasn't been like feeding into this like desperate energy that's been coming out of the fans during Phase Four. Yeah. You know they've been they've just been no. This is Phase Four. I'm so sorry. You're not happy with it right now. But this is your phase four.
1: I guess what you're getting. We're setting it up. We know you don't like it, but just wait for what's to come. And personally, bro, I've been fucking digging
0: phase four. It's different. I want different. I don't want the same shit over and over again. Give me different.
1: I think that's what their purpose was, like especially for this, because like yeah, we got we got you the mainstream, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, all that stuff. Now it's time for the unsung heroes. Um, that don't get the spotlight as much to shine. I've been. You want, you want to know how, what
0: I've been hearing? What what P- people people be theorizing that oh. the Young Avengers are coming. That this is setting up the Young of that, that Secret Wars. That King Dynasty going into uh-huh. Secret Wars. No, no, Secret Wars is its own thing, right? No, 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 no. It's going to be King Dynasty, which is going to be like yeah. Infinity War, and then right. Secret Wars is going to be the end game of this phase. Yeah. They're saying that that they're theorizing ready that uh-huh. the end of secret Wars is gonna end off with the final arc of the original like the original leader for the young Avengers. Do you know who that is? Oh, Iron know. Lad Oh and do you know who Iron Lad is?
1: Not to be confused with Iron Heart
0: not ironheart ironheart yeah that's she's coming late she's coming during, she she during armor wars like no no she's coming early for uh she's going to show up in uh, wakanda forever did you Yo. know, did you see the trailer dude if you watch the I didn't, what, see, I didn't see what so little, little, a little like easter egg it's an easter egg dude literally oh it's my uh, god. I, it's an ironheart it's an ironheart that gets smashed by someone you don't see and it hits the floor and it's a it's an ironheart
1: how did I miss that?
0: Dude, they're, 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 people are saying that hopefully, you know, maybe she, Ironheart is going to be there. And maybe she'll be yeah. like a, a a Wakanda, like an exchange student from, say, like the MIT program that Iron, uh, that what's his face, Tony Stark, you know, funded all those projects and shit and all those students. What if this girl was chosen for the Wakanda, you know, I don't know, the student exchange program because of her brilliance
1: and that's where she gets her start, and where she makes her first suit. That's nuts. Did Tony Stark fund it? I thought it was uh, uh T'Challa that made the school in the wherever uh, I think it was like Oakland or whatever he grew up.
0: Oh, sorry, where... I wasn't thinking about that school. But I think that I think you're 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 on the nail though. I was talking I was I was talking about something else. Uh, the when, when MIT. Like okay. I, no, I was thinking about MIT when like Tony went to go visit.
1: That's right, yeah. Was that in the second or third Iron Man movie?
0: No, I think that was Civil War, actually. That was
1: Civil War. Cause, oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right.
0: So that's something different. No, I think you're you're right. It is the school that T'Challa, uh, like, helped fund in, in Oakland to help because of, of, what's his face? uh Killmonger.
1: That's right, yeah, because he was giving back to whatever uh, Killmonger was saying. He was actually listening to him.
0: Oh, man. Phase four. But yeah, okay, so ready? So phase four. Going into the end, Iron Lad, dude, Iron Lad, ready for those who don't know, and hopefully I'm not, I'm not ruining anything, but the uh, Iron Lad, or as he's also known as Nathaniel Richards, son of of Mister Fantastic and the Invisible Woman. Yes, he is a kid. He is their kid. Let me see. Let me just double check because I believe that's correct. Let me just. Do-do-do-do-do, first appearance. Let me see family.
1: Do-do-do-do-do.
0: But I believe, yeah, those are his parents. But ready? Nathaniel Richards is also a Kang variant. What? Ready? So this is what, ready? This is the thing. Because that's who Kang is. Kang is Nathaniel Richards. He is like, because Nathaniel Richards is as smart as his father, Reed Richards. Right. And even, and I think, I don't know, let me see, but uh, comparing more covers, let me see, just check out fictional character biographies, six, let me see, this is from, from Wikipedia. 16 year old Nathaniel, Nate Ray uh, Richards is rescued by his time traveling self. The villainous King, the conqueror moments before bullies would cause him to be hospitalized for years of his life from a knife attack, an event that originally shaped his development into a villain. Kang takes his teenage self through time to witness the future battles and glory that would result in his transformation into Kang the Conqueror, hoping to inspire his younger self. However, it backfires and Nate is horrified at the life of evil his future self shows him. Kang presses Nate to accept his future by killing the bully who would have have him hospitalized him. Instead, Nate takes the time travel technology given to him by Kang and transports himself to the past, hoping to avoid his sinister destiny. Wow. And dude, it's being, it's being, they're guessing right now, especially because of the stuff at Comic-Con that was shown. By the way, did you go to that? I know you're, you're a big traveler to the cons.
1: Uh, I did not go to Comic-Con. I did go to LA Comic-Con, WonderCon, and Anime Expo. Um but next year. Next year's the goal. I'm gonna submit for my professional passes. Hopefully it gets through.
0: Dude. Then... Hey, hopefully this podcast grows and I'll have like a, a journalist pass like pass or something. I'll be like, I'm off the podcast. I'm, oh, I'm the podcast.
1: If not, I'll I'll uh try to get that extra pass and try to bring you on with me. Bros trip? Oh my god, just how like Bro's when you got trip. me this Kevin Smith? This Kevin Smith Comic Con? I like Comic Con? Heck yeah, he's man. Still here. My little buddy's
0: still here. Like he he's Ooh. right. Here. Oh. He's right here with me forever. Are you kidding me? My, oh, I, you're my got, give you my best friend. I
1: you I gotta give you a pop case for that.
0: Oh I yeah, gotta, to keep it safe.
1: I'll, I'll give you one.
0: Oh, you're a homie. Thank you. I'll put him in there. I have Tom Brady here, but like Tom doesn't have to be in a case. All right. I will not put him in a case. I'll put but Kevin. But that's fine, Kevin Smith though. Got to be in a case. I kind of want to like face it away from like, like the outside world. I want the, the I want the signature to face the back uh, of
1: the shelf. As long as it doesn't. Get hit by the sun like direct sunlight, you're okay. No.
0: No, no okay. direct sunlight. No, no, no. You're you're good. Um, but yeah, dude. Young Avengers is gonna be set up. Everyone's hoping and guessing, which would be amazing because ready? We have Hawkeye already. Hawkeye, he trained that one chair. I forgot her name. I, I I'm so sorry for all those Hawkeye fans, but yeah, Kate I'm Bishop. Sure. There you go. Kate, Kate Bishop. There we go. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. She's part of the Young Avengers. And with Scarlet Witch, we are, what's his face? Wiccan is also a member of the Young Avengers. So hope, maybe Wiccan comes back. Um, but whatchamacallit, uh, with the new Ant-Man movie coming in, Quantumania. Quantumania. People are like saying, dude, people are saying that's going to be our first. We're going to see Kang the Conqueror as the villain. And he might kill, because Kang has killed, because there's like a leaked piece of footage from comic-con which is Kang. uh it's it's king talking to ant-man saying you're an avenger have i killed you already oh and it's he's killed avengers already so so ready it's here's different. the setup yeah so here's the setup that i got from this tiktok ready ant-man has always been a movie about second chances Scott coming out of jail, second chance. The second movie's about giving that, the bad guy, the bad villain or the, that chick who like transports and stuff, second chance. Michael Douglas' character, a second chance to be with his wife. This third Ant-Man movie, what if this is the setup? Kang kills Scott. His daughter takes up the mantle as stature because we already saw the poster with her, with his daughter in her stature costume. And she has abilities just like her father. She then wants to avenge his, her father kill Kang or whatever. Right. And then meets up with Nate Nathaniel Richards, who little does she know is actually a younger version of Kang, the man who killed her father, but this isn't the same person. And it's her moment to choose for forgiveness and second chances oh
1: damn that's a deep cut that's a deep cut and she's part of the uh, young avengers yes
0: stature uh, is a uh, young avenger
1: we're getting a lot
0: of young kids right now dude we're getting a yeah. lot of young people in the in, in marvel miss marvel.
1: Right oh,
0: marvel dude oh my god Ms. she's marvel, killing it Iron dude Art.
1: yeah I've, i haven't seen it yet i'm i'm terrible i usually watch the marvel stuff with my Dude, you've been
0: busy two I've, full-time I've jobs did you
1: say <laughs> two full-time jobs on top of uh editing two musicals uh for a teenage drama workshop i edited shout four out tadwa jesus shout four out, things teenage drama workshop highly recommend yeah theater for kids didn't
0: Great. they do didn't they do marvel stuff this year
1: They did they did uh it's called Hammer. It as a thor and loki <laughs> Play is what it's called, and then they did. Uh, <laughs> oh, Frozen great! But yeah, the Thor and Loki one is like if uh, if they were in high school, and like you know they're just like bickering oh and stuff. So, um, it's cool. It's not, it's not the play's fault. It's not. It's not like the 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 director or like the the teenage drama workshops fault. It's the play's fault, the screenwriter or the the playwright, getting my worlds mixed up. <laughs> the playwrights' uh, fault. There's one section where they get stuck. I mean, it could be the director's fault too. Uh, but <laughs> sorry, Eric White, if you're hearing this, <laughs>
0: hey, you name dropped him. Sure. <laughs> you could have just like, first name. You
1: were just first I love and last you. name. I love you. I love you. But I'm oh. sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it was written in the script. So like, it, it's like it's written that they're both stuck. Um, like there, there's like. So I'm kind of rumbling and Thor and Loki are stuck in the ground. And so like they're they're stuck in like two like trap doors that uh-huh. make it look like they're underground on stage. And like it's a 15 to 20 minute scene of just them talking and like them, yeah, kind of like reflecting and stuff like that. But that was like the hardest thing to edit because it was just like if I was an audience member, <laughs> it's just like it would be really hard to like hold your attention with just these two people on opposite sides of the stage talking not much action going on (laughs) just like reflection and character development it's like one of those character development fillers but within a play (laughs) for kids like for kids
0: yeah like like i feel like this playwright was expecting like broadway caliber actors or at least maybe off-broadway caliber actors and and this is nothing to say for these kids in, in Tadwa, not at all. I've seen their productions; it they're all. great. You know, they give their great. all in this. Yeah. But why are you writing a twenty minute dialogue with two characters, like with like with nothing else to do, and you're just hoping the dialogue really just carries the narration through?
1: On top of that, it's just a very like lull moment of like just quiet somberness and just like figuring out how these brothers are going to get out. You know, and connecting those. Like, I get that, but it it could have been written better. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll blame the
0: right We'll blame the script. We're not blaming well, you know, the the actors I, or the director. We love you, Eric. <laughs> we love you, Eric
1: White. I love you. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm very proud of him. You know, it was like growing up with him through like, uh, you know, through CSUN and all that. Just like started. I I was in my first. Uh, straight play like a straight like you know play that's not a musical um with him people are like straight play back, are yeah. there are, are there gay plays there are gay
0: <laughs> plays. isn't that is, i just
1: yeah, it's like straight, straight <laughs> in a world just, where everyone's gay i just it's just certified. so these are straight people.
0: it's just so funny like straight plays just means there's no music there's not a musical it's just it's just yeah, it's, it's straight it's just not a play
1: Straight words, word vomit. What, what play was that?
0: Your, your first Arcadia. one, Arcadia.
1: Oh, I saw Arcadia. Yeah, yeah. Where I had the uh, mostly no lines, but I was a mute, so I just had to figure out what to do. You pulled focus every time. Oh, thank you.
0: So, what's what's what Brian happened? Tran doing back there? Just crop. He has an iPad, <laughs> but I thought it was the 1700s or whatever. Okay.
1: the The script like has nothing for me to do. It's just like the it was like walk on stage walk off stage. I was like, this is boring. I think most of my creativity comes out of boredom, especially like like jumping back on that. You know, was like uh my inspiration and stuff is like, you know, I I I made films cuz I was bored. I was doing music cuz I was bored. I worked on magic cuz like I was bored. I get bored very easy like <laughs> one thing. So it's just like, okay, now I'm cooking. Like literally like making dishes and stuff. Um but yeah with with that um it was like I was given nothing. I was like, okay, mm. how do I make this interesting? I'm going to go on stage. I'm just going to see how the director reacts. I'm going to go on stage, get this iPad out, and just play on a piano app and then like clunk it when I see the person and then walk off. <laughs> or like the sipping thing. I totally added that. Like there's like a, where it's like just huge dramatic moment. And there's like a pause of silence or whatever. So I just like just sipped really loud. <laughs> from my starbucks i just brought a starbucks on stage
0: and those were all you like that those were directions given by given no, to you. I, Nice. i was
1: given zero direction <laughs> just zero direction i was like wait do it. i know the director um she was a one-off director for uh, uh CSUN. okay okay um amanda something Let's get her last name um but she was a one-off uh, i don't think she's done anything else for Sun.
0: okay okay
1: um but yeah, Christine Menzies was supposed to direct it, which is why I auditioned for it.
0: Oh, she's the one who made you who would make her students shake in class, right?
1: In yeah, tremor? The, tremor, the tremor techniques and all that. Dude,
0: tremoring's wild. It is. I remember we were doing ragtime, and like we had an we had a, an actual adult man person actor play one of the roles in the show because originally. <laughs> one of the roles supposed to be this professor but dude oh my god ready okay so one of the okay one of the roles booker t was it booker t washington yeah booker t washington's character in ragtime we were gonna have the professor will not be named it will not be named but people who know if you know you know but this professor he was a music professor and they asked him to come you know play this role in, in the musical and oh my god like brian He's a music professor. He's a music professor, okay? And uh, they were trying to give him his note. And they were like, you have to sing the note down here. And he was trying to sing it like an octave higher. He was like, "He was like, no, I, I think it'd be much better for me right up here. And there was so much tension between him and the music director that they were just, you know what? You don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> so they got, yeah. They don't want to deal with it. They're like, nah, dude, you know what? We'll get someone else from outside the school and they did and this guy he played it very well uh one time we were uh going to our dressing rooms in, in the big theater right down you know in that down lower area Oh fuck. i missed that area dude that was, that was a, it felt so cool before a show you know walking down that underground area underneath the the main theater
1: going up oh, that, that was... little spiral staircase uh that was that was the best that was always fun going up that Doing the little
0: cir- in the little circle, you know, with everyone and shit. Remember, oh, but anyways, when I remember for the dressing room, we walked past the guy, the guy's dressing room, and the guy was tremoring. and we were like, "Holy shit! People do do this. They do this. This is a yeah. thing." Yeah, <laughs> and it works. I've I've never dived into. I've never dove dived. I've never gotten into deep into tremoring. Have you?
1: Um, not recently. I feel like I feel like I should because it does, like what tremoring does is like it, it opens up and relaxes like the vocal cords in the body and all that. And so it's like just that moment of tension so that the tremoring mm-hmm. is releasing all of that tension in your body so that you can like, you know, have like a, your, your limbs are like primed and ready to go for a full performance, you know.
0: loosey goosey
1: It's like a little full body warm up, even the vocal cords and all that.
0: Damn, now that you're walking me through it, I'm getting flashes of movement class with Corey Sorensen. Shout out Corey Sorensen. he was my movement teacher. And dude, it it was really relaxing laying on the floor with your like yoga mat, you know, with your with your like it was it's so you get in vulnerable positions
1: when it comes to tremoring. Positions, some like some some plow. Some dude, and it's called plow. Like plow. Wait, what, yeah. was plow which one was was plow when you're on your back? Yeah, plow's on it's like it's it's basically using yoga poses, but like putting shakes into them, like tremors. Um so the plow is you're on your back, but you have your, your legs up in the air, so like you're an L you start off as an L and then you you, you hold them back, you like lean your legs back towards your head as much as you can. Straight. And that's plow. Yeah, so straight back. So it's like uh-huh. you come, so it starts in an L, then the legs come back towards your head, and then like that's a plow.
0: And then you but, gotta like find that place where you shake.
1: That, that that's the easy one, and then on top of that, like you you raise your back, and then so it's like you're doing this. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like you're almost like your crotch is over your head. Nice. And like your legs are touching like far beyond your head like above your head if you can then <laughs> are you flexing it. your feet um or pointed i think like to to trigger the tremor i think that's like you you have to like point it to the point oh. where it's like too much of a stretch and then it starts yeah. shaking
0: yeah and then you do the oral size uh, <laughs> uh, and then and uh.
1: it <laughs> Can you imagine being a
0: stranger and walking into a fucking CSUN movement and voice class and it's just a bunch of seizing students on the floor?
1: Who's the devil here?
0: <laughs> and it's it's fucking... Neck neck. J- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Christy Menzies just like, Yes, children. Shake.
1: Shake.
0: You'll be one with the mind. Uh, so I'm wondering, yes, sir. I mean, I'm wondering if this is a good time to get to the questions. Oh, the uh, questions you say. Yeah. Uh, so in here at the why the F not podcast, uh, are you, do you know of, uh, inside the Actor studio? I
1: love inside the
0: Actor studio. <gasps> yeah.
1: That's where, that's where I've, uh, had more of an appreciation for Bradley Cooper. Oh, right on. Yeah. That's a good episode. Yeah.
0: You ever see like the full circle moment with he had with that show?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly why it was like he was a he was a student asking like questions and then mm-hmm. it was full, full circle with him like in the hot seat. I was like, wow, this is beautiful. You know, it, it just
0: reminds me of like, you know, you, if you see someone else do something that you think like is impossible. Right. But then you see like, again, that that full circle moment of like, oh, no, he was also a student. He also worked his ass off, you know, and like it's luck. A lot of it is luck and timing. Right. But but it can happen, you know. Yeah. Well, hey, you're about to have your you're about to have your inside the actor studio moment right now, my friend, where uh, those last 10 questions that Mr. James Lipton asks, uh, I'm going to ask them to you. All right. Let's let's get on. Em. Oh, all right. With these questions, take your time. Uh, don't feel like you have to uh, ask in any rush, you know. These questions are deceptively simple. All right. Question 1. What is your favorite word?
1: Ooh. It like changes every year. Like I have a word that I say, like I find myself like saying different words all the time. So it's like one time it was like shibby. <laughs> and then the other time i was like yeah buddy <laughs> um, let's see my favorite word think of magic hmm magic yeah because yeah anything that i do is like it's it's all full circle like back to my roots of like wanted to create magic like when i'm making uh when i'm like doing plays and stuff and like when i'm directing I, like add like a little bit element of magic in there whether it's like you know a disappearing thing like just the little little subtle things um we just have that like experience you know create that magic for somebody that awe. Hmm. yeah it's got to be magic
0: nice Next question. What is your least favorite word? Least. Uh,
1: can't. Because if you tell me I can't do it, I'm going to prove to you that I can. I'm going to try every fiber in my being because I've been told, like, can't. You can't do this. You can't do it. Is it possible? And then I show them. They're like, oh, shit. But that's right, bitch. <laughs> nice.
0: Oh, right <laughs> on. Dig it, man. Next question. Yeah. What turns you on? What makes you happy?
1: Mm. Knowing I had an impact on someone. So, yeah, whether it be art or doing a favor for somebody... Um, and then getting that gratification back of like a thank you or like seeing something uh, that they're doing, be inspired by that or being a, a ripple effect of it, is uh, very rewarding. And yeah, that's what keeps me going.
0: Well said. Next question: What turns you off? What makes you unhappy?
1: Um hmm. closed mindedness and like uh a chosen like closed mindedness and like chosen ignorance hmm. is like is what I feel um shuts us off and segregates us as a human society because it's like if you're not open to listening to somebody and you're just closed off and stuck in your bubble of like your own ideals and stuff you don't have the opportunity to hear someone else's idea or opinion that might benefit everyone as a whole um and so because of that you know there's wars there's you know friends have you know broken up because of like different ideals and stuff like that because they're yelling they're having a yelling fight when both of them are yelling at the same time and not listening to each other so that
0: well said well said next question what sound or noise do you love
1: ooh i thought about this last night <laughs> <laughs> it's uh <clears throat> excuse me not that <laughs> <laughs> which is probably the next question um the sound of like well crisped food so like you know like you take like that nice like crisp of like a a crispy waffle or like that crunch from a like a fry mm. it was just like that that, <laughs> just that that gratification it was like that was done well i was like oh so satisfying
0: nice right on next question what sound or noise do you hate
1: all right it's between two things Mm -hmm. uh the obvious one is styrofoam rubbing against each other Mm. oh no <laughs> uh the second one is um is what i call word to note association it's uh this this thing in like songs like in, in, in like songwriting and music so when people are singing and, and it, it sounds like it's singing on the wrong syllable <laughs> so like so, you know how Shakespeare has iambic pentameter and that's based off of natural speech. So like da 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 da. da When it goes off of that, you're, you're going to feel a stutter physically because it's like, you know, it's not going off of a regular normal pattern. So uh an exa- a good example would be uh Katy Perry's Unconditional. Well, how so, so where's the where's the emphasis on uh unconditionally? Unconditionally. Unconditionally. Dish. Yeah, Dish. The, the dear, right? Yeah, which yeah. syllable. The dir, right? Mm-hmm. So in her song, she screams it out. She goes, Unconditional. <laughs> so it's unconditionally. Unconditional. Oh, it's just, it's just oh, yeah. Oh. Unconditionally. <laughs> uh, like, artists that I admire too like I don't know like Adele and even like Ed Sheeran stuff like they've done it they've been guilty of it for like a few times in their songs it's to me it's like lazy songwriting to like not be able to think of something that would go with the rhythm that you created Mm -hmm. so it just sounds weird to me that's nails on a chalkboard like there's a let it go the song let it go that everybody loves it's in there I don't remember the the Exact line, but like it it shows up in there. Um Okay. I'm yeah. gonna listen closely next time. Yeah, just, I forget. Um yeah, I don't know. It just bothers me really bad. <laughs> Dig it, so, okay. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> I can see why, it makes sense. It bothers yeah. me now.
1: <laughs> right? Like now you're gonna listen to music and like see like how the songwriting is. Is it like into- done? <laughs> exactly it's like they couldn't they couldn't have thought of like a different phrase to like make it work
0: fucking katie perry <laughs> uh
1: sean <laughs> meant also in like uh the stitches uh-huh uh oh is that tripping over myself yeah 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 oh. tripping
0: na na, da, na 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 na
1: myself is, is it myself or is it myself uh it's like that artistic like freedom people take
0: with words you know just because like that's too artistic. much t- artistic <laughs> yeah it's because like they, i guess it, i guess they just want to sing the high note on that vowel but again you like you're saying though like
1: couldn't you find a better word for that vowel to get that vowel with that note exactly so like you're setting up like that i ion- pentameter for your song like that rhythm and then you're breaking it by doing that
0: and then they are gonna hear them be like i did it on purpose it was an artistic choice Artistic
1: choice is bothering
0: my ears, <laughs> my ears bleed. <laughs> ah, dig it. All right. Oh, next question. And this is a, uh, a crowd favorite. Oh, what is your favorite curse word?
1: Ah, all right. Okay, it's sort of generic, but it's not, <clears throat> uh, or common. It's it's fuck. But when you say it in Vietnamese, huh? how, how how can you share? Is it a- <clears throat> yeah? So uh so fucking Vietnamese is do ma. What can you say it again? Do ma do ma. Yeah. So like the falling tone on the do, and then the mm-hmm. <clears throat> high tone, high straight tone for the ma. Okay, ma yeah so like if you hear like a call them like countryside or like in in american code like like southern people but yeah and you know like countryside so like it's like the lower class <clears throat> you say it like that it's like my 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 paternal uh grandmother and all the, we're on that side so there's like when you say it like very hick it's just like no <laughs> wait so, so is that just fuck or is that like fuck you Oh well, do ma my is fuck you. Do my do my ma. Do my so do, do my ma. Ma, ma. And then my is uh yeah my that's you. It's more, it's more like a, yeah, it's more like fuck you bitch type of thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's like if you if you're like it's kind of like when you say it's like it's like fuck or shit. and it's like. No man. <laughs> like I <think> my my <laughs> uncle it all the time. <laughs> like, no, uh, no, and realized my my grandpas will said it all the time until I realized what it was. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> <My grandparents laughs> that. Like, no man.
0: It like it like perfectly encapsulates that feeling of fuck like, man.
1: No <laughs> man. <laughs> it's so satisfying to see.
0: Dude, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, dig it, man! I love it because, like, people—I like, got asked what my favorite curse word was, and mine, my, my favorite cursing is in Spanish, personally, because I just feel like, again, like, like puta madre, yeah, like or like or just something simple like estupido, you know, like it just it just hits harder than just saying stupid, you know, yeah, no ma,
1: like just hits more than just fuck. It just has a little bit more, right? Or like calling somebody an idiot, like in Japanese, like baka,
0: <laughs> dude. That's you call them a cow.
1: <laughs> that sounds like you're calling them a cow
0: in Spanish. Uh, baka, but but baka.
1: Oh, they, you're right, they, they do pronounce their V's like B's sometimes, right? Yeah, you could, right? You could, hey. baka. yeah,
0: baka. that's that's idiot in Japanese. Wait, oh, uh, now I'm just curious though. If you can, if you can, cause like, I don't want you to share just like curse words in Vietnamese. Like I would love <laughs> to learn just regular words and like, dude, fucking Jang, shout out Jang homie in South Korea right now. Uh, I was like, dude, like, can you show me like a little bit of Korean, you know? And I would ask uh, Jenny Park too. shout out Jenny Park, you know, if she could teach me just a little Korean and she'd be like, nah, man, I don't want to right now. And I'd be like, oh, that's cool. And, and then I'd ask Jang and Jang was like, I got you, bro. I got you. You all I got to say is is uh is uh what was it oh fuck i think i remember it and i might my, my pronunciation might be terrible but basically what he taught me how to say is when you go to a girl he said you say this and what you're saying is you're really pretty can i have your number
1: <laughs> oh man <laughs>
0: I'm like jang can you teach me how to say how are you and he's like nah i'll teach you how to curse though <laughs> And then he taught me, and then I set him in front of Jay Park, and she did not like it. She was not about that life. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, here we go. Next question. Okay. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt?
1: Um, cooking. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I've, I've gotten deep into cooking a lot and i've been like like a volunteer chef for like a few things for like big events like the most i've cooked was like for 75 people that was like nuts but that was the first time i felt like gordon Ramsay because it was a point where like i stopped cooking and like other people were like hands on deck and i was the taste tester is like and like the the certifier is like hey does this look good and stuff like that it's like it's like is this good it's like yeah yeah, no, do it like this. It's like more salt. So yeah, I was. It was it was wild. Um, but, um, if I, yeah, if I weren't to, being an entertainer, I'd probably be entertaining in the kitchen.
0: What style of food? Were you cooking? Do you cook?
1: I like to do fusion stuff. Oh. So any fusion, so it could be like uh, Asian Italian fusion or Japanese fusion with like. Other Asian cultures and stuff like that. Um, so, like one of my one of my signature dishes is like a Chinese carbonara. Oh, so have you had regular uh, Italian carbonara? I, I I don't I don't know. It, please
0: okay. explain to me, please,
1: please. So, uh, so carbonara is uh, authentic carbonara. None of this cream shit, <laughs> this heavy cream stuff. <laughs> Uh, it's with uh, eggs, um, guanciale, which is a uh, pork cheek, um, oh. and uh, so that's like you, you cook it up in the pan. So like the sauce is uh, egg, sometimes with a little extra egg yolk for the more richness and creaminess, uh, Parmesan cheese, and some pepper. Ooh. That's it. And then, uh, yeah, and that's usually with like a thicker spaghetti, it's like a spaghettoni or something like that. Um, and then you cook it in with like the guanciale and then like, you don't cook, you like, you use like the residual heat in the pan to like warm up the sauce. So it cooks a little bit, but it doesn't turn into scrambled egg mm. and it makes like this nice, rich, creamy sauce. So my Chinese carbonara, so instead of guanciale, I use a uh, Chinese sausage. Oh, is, have you had Chinese sausage? It's usually like no. fried rice. So it's like, no. uh, I usually, the best, uh, I usually explain it like uh it's like the Chinese version of chorizo, so instead yeah. of being spicy, it's more on the sweet side
0: what's what's it made out of
1: it's uh it's usually pork
0: anything yeah. else like mixed in with it like, like um, any
1: i think it's just so it's just pork and then uh definitely like a lot of like the pork fat and stuff like the pork fat chunks and all that, and then like some other spices and it's aged, you know of course it's like hung up and dried out. Oh, um, and like yeah, so like salt and sugar, definitely. Um, and then, yeah. So That's you cut really that? Good. Do you do yeah. so you get? Do you like chop
0: up the 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 Chinese sausage into the mm-hmm. spaghetti? Yeah, you chop it up
1: like chop it up into like cubes. You cook that up, release all that fat, and then like Ooh. use the throw the and then make the sauce on the side. So the sauce I make like normal. So I'll do like the same technique. Um, but then maybe I'll add like a little bit of like Maggie soy sauce in there. Just Ooh. like a little bit of like flair, soy flair. And then um, instead of spaghettoni I'll use like chow mein noodles. Oh, um, shit. Okay. Chow mein noodles. And then um, I'll put like some, some green onions on top. Some, some sliced scallions. All right. I just want to Next play with you your...
0: Up. I want to, I want to, I, I'm going to hold you to that. And I want to, I want to, I want to play with your, with your culinary imagination real quick while we're in this question. Okay. If you were to take a, a pupusa and uh-huh. you're aware, Ooh. you're aware of what a pupusa is, right? You know, you got uh, the tortilla. I love, the the... oh
1: I love it. I remember I your mom makes them. Oh, the fuck yeah. Day. Yeah. I was like, oh man, this is so cool. I love this. Okay. Perfect. You oh so you have a great
0: idea of what, how to make one and, and what it is. So, if you were to fuse that with any any of the skills and techniques you have, what would you do to make make the pupusa your signature fusion remix, if you will? What would you
1: do? So what's coming to mind is like I'll take the roots, the Salvadorian roots of the pupusa, right? So use the same dough and stuff, but I'll probably mm-hmm. turn it into like uh, a Chinese scallion pancake. So oh. I'll add like scallions to the dough. Um and then um with so with the scallion pancakes usually like layered i'm not sure oh. if i'll be able to do the same thing but the i would probably use the same technique and then stuff it with like what well, sounds good i mean cheese sounds good but um <laughs> i'm thinking like i'm thinking like cheese and barbecue pork like chinese barbecue oh. pork oh barbecue pork. you know the the boughs.
0: I know. Wait, what kind of cheese would you use? Would you use the same OG Salvadorian? not
1: Salvadorian cheese but like the pupusa cheese? I could. What kind of cheese is in the pupusa, like <sighs> traditionally?
0: It's like a it's like a Mexican mozzarella type of thing, but it's not like traditional it, it it's not traditional mozzarella.
1: I know it's not like cotija.
0: It's not cotija cheese. No, hold on. Let me see. Let me get the actual name. You see cheese. Du, 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 du. See the best Salvadorian pupusa recipe. Oh, that's a little arrogant to say. Whatever. Let's see. <laughs> Two ingredients. Hey, <laughs> oh, here you go. So you can't use mozzarella cheese, but here's here's the name. the The cheese is Oax Oaxaca Oaxaca cheese. Oaxaca. Well, oh fuck me, Oaxaca! Fuck me, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Waxaca. Waxaca. Oaxaca, Oaxaca, Oaxaca. Oh, white people. God damn it, dude! I'm you out, You just out Latino me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Brian Chan out Latino me, dude. I love it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> oh fuck me! So, yeah, oh Oaxaca. man, Oaxaca w- cheese. You just eat the Oaxaca cheese. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking good oh god try that. Uh, oh dude but yeah if i i yes let's do it I, I, invite me invite me we're gonna do it ah beautiful see i love these questions they open up so much yeah next question oh, what profession bored. oh there's we got two more okay okay what profession would you not like to do
1: anything involving a cubicle so like accounting or the dmv or whatever i I can't be i can't be in a cubicle man that's like my worst nightmare all right like yeah no 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 no, hope no triggers for for suicide people but i would i would literally kill myself if i was in a, a cubicle that would yeah that's fair it's fair. It's my day in life. Hey. At least at least to me. Totally
0: fair. Totally fair. All right. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: Well done. Well done. God seeing the 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 blanket of impact that I've created on the world and and the work that I've done to bring people together and all that through my art and however I connect with humans, knowing that I've created a generational impact. Well done. Well done.
0: Well, Mr. Brian Tran, well done. We've made it to the end of the podcast, my friend. We made it in with a little shy, a little under an hour and a half. Look at that. Look oh, at wow. Sometimes look at those go. go. Hey,
1: look at that. That's fun. Been
0: fun. Now, now it's the time for you to share anything you want the folks to know that what you're up to, anything you want them to check out, like your YouTube channel, anything at all. This is your time. Take it away, Brian Tran.
1: Sure, why not? Since I'm revamping some things and getting into more content creation, um, y'all can follow me on the TikTok at one spilled out O N E Brian Tran. That's B R I A N, Tran like Transformer. Uh, <clears throat> on the TikTok, Saxy Blue Magic, Saxy like the saxophone, Blue like the color, and Magic like my favorite word. and uh, yeah YouTube channel The Brian Tran Show got some skits going on all that all that fun stuff hey
0: magic 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 go check them out and then haven't you done have you done other stuff wait oh my god you guys just go check out a movie called uh what was it called? Where Tom you were with Tom you made an appearance of Tom Segura in a movie. They should go watch that. We're gonna go plug that movie just so Countdown. you can watch the entire film. Countdown. Go check out Countdown and Countdown. wait till the end. Y'all need to wait, wait till the end. the
1: end. Watch it. Or you can skip to the end. Or watch the whole thing for Tom Segura. <laughs> just just Tom to great in it. I'm not gonna lie. Tom Segura was great in it. Um, the way he just like chews out that lady?
0: Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah oh man well beautiful let's see and then <laughs> uh, we did it uh, episode 62 done we did it done in, in, in the in the in the bag in the can no it's not in the can we, i think i talked about this someone in the can means like it's bad right like it's like, it's, it's in the trash right now no no, no. It's, it's in the bag put it in the bag we're taking 62 with us we're done i like it put it in the bag swipe the card brian tran we're done don't forget y'all go check out brian tran's social media all right check him out at the brian tran show on youtube and if you're on that TikTok, yo check him out oh dude how fucking millennial that is sound TikTok, check him out on tiktok uh one brian tran one word that is one brian tran and if you want, to check them out on Instagram. You can go to Sexy Blue Magic. One word. That is S A X Y. Sexy Blue, like the color. Magic, like his favorite word. Blue Sexy. I mean, Sexy Blue Magic. Just fucked it up. <laughs> sexy Blue Magic. Uh, if, if, if I didn't make sense, it's gonna be in the description. You know, just uh, cover our bases, uh, as well as you know my links. Click that. Check it out. There's a short film in there. Why not check it out? Right? Hey. Why not? Uh oh and don't forget, you're enough. You're more than enough. It's crazy how enough you are. Okay, bye.